1: All right, here we go for a special look at Frio's uh, 2015 season as well as 2016 um, preview, I guess you call it, don't it? Yeah, I happens. think
0: we've been flogging them off as... Uh, what do we be calling them? Um, we've got wrapped, ups. wrapped for the wrap-ups
1: and primers. Uh, primers, yes. Yeah. Primers, yeah. sounds great.
0: for the senior, um,
1: season. So, uh, Frio uh, got their first piece of uh, silverware this year, so you'd have to say they'd be happy with themselves.
2: They got two pieces yeah they got a
1: brown low and the uh, Minor Premiers.
3: And a few sets of silver handcuffs flying around the <laughs> place. Through. Some
1: lovely bracelets to go with their medals. So, I mean, they're their real wins for the year, aren't they? I mean, it's it's Fife and the Minor Premiership. Yeah. Um, it was great to see Freer Medal supporters so proud of their Minor Premiership as well. It's so cute.
3: Yeah. It's almost like Port Adelaide proud of their SANFL Premierships. There's no difference. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't no great d- seeing
0: them beat up the women,
1: though. <laughs> that
0: well, was, that
3: was a don't a yeah
0: don't
1: know. Yeah. Well... We've got uh, Sam sitting with us again um, from, you know, from WA who's uh, sut, sut, who has sat amongst the Fremantle faithful. Uh, what's your point of view on on the proud people of Fremantle? I feel like I've
2: been set up here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's an easy lob. Yes. Um, I sit with some wonderful Fremantle members. They're biased as hell, but who is not the football? Um, but we were saying, I was talking on the way here. That I've never actually been, um, uh, what's the word? Felt unsafe Straight at a football door. ground, right? Until the prelim this year against Hawthorne. yeah. And there were spot fires all over the ground, and yeah, I on the ground too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I honestly felt bad. Okay, I was there with my sister, and I really felt easy target for her. Yeah, uh, we were pretty much, <laughs> especially with Freo fans. So don't <laughs> yeah. <just> hitting women, <laughs> um, apparently. But that being said. I I've got a lot of Freo fans, and a lot of them are my family. And I'm an East Fremantle boy from way back, and I do have a soft spot for Fremantle. Yeah, I supported them almost until I was about 12 or 13. It was it was a tie up between me, pretty much North and Freo for me. Yeah, and it wasn't like oh I had to pick one or the other. It's just um my love for North continued to grow. Yeah, and Fremantle didn't hold as much allure to me as East Fremantle did
1: because that was shit for years. They were shit for years. Yeah. <laughs> so, as someone that has seen it firsthand, rather than what's reported, especially mm. over here on the east coast, where it's um, the worst is always going to be highlighted because that's the story. Mm. Um, so, besides the one game where it was bad, do you feel like it is? Is it Fremantle supporters all year? I mean, I mean they're they're parochial, but you expect that from home ground.
3: Is it but, as
2: bad as Port Adelaide? Um, or worst thing, I've never been to a Port Adelaide home game. I've never been to a Collingwood home game. Did not anyone only... call a four-year-old a cunt? No, not my not not, not my <laughs> Probably Presence Probably not as bad I as Port Adelaide. I Did I a four-year-old doubt. call anyone a cunt? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've heard from other people as well, sitting in general admittance um, areas, with that, that some bad, Freo fans. Oh, they're the peasants, so they don't matter. Yeah, this is the thing. The members I sit with are fantastic, and it gets to the point... Where, where do you call a fan a fan? Are these yeah. dickheads who are showing up, assaulting women, starting fights, are they fans? No. They wear Freo colors. They support them in the finals. Are they fans? Probably not. And it's it's kind of hard to um, blame a whole fan base on some absolute shit cunts. But yeah. unfortunately, yeah. that's the way it works, especially in the media. Yeah. But honestly, Freo fans, the, I'm not going to hide behind it. The one time I've been at a football game and didn't feel safe was a Fremantle home game. Yeah, um,
3: <sighs> you had cash on you, didn't you?
2: I did. You made that mistake. <laughs> oh god! Why? Tap and go every time. Yes.
1: <laughs> but oh. I mean, I mean, the, the dude that got jailed—like that's where I differ. Like, he, in he, he obviously to me, he obviously was a fan, but he is just an absolute cunt. Who's I think he got jail time for it now, didn't he?
3: I think it was Ooh. the last straw in a long litany of. Uh, questionable decision. He was on parole.
0: Say. I swear he was on parole. Yeah, I yeah. think he was. Yeah, if he went to jail, it wasn't because of that incident. He got, like he would have I think he was already, yeah, he
2: was already on a suspended sentence, and yeah. then he
1: broke his parole by assaulting someone. Yeah. So I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that that's a problem that's dealt with itself. Yeah. Um, mm.
0: that, that's not a free free fan acting out. That's a cunt who's
3: proven he's a cunt. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're That'd not be. losing anything by losing him. The, yeah. the, the membership van so, in, has probably not had shit knocked off because he left <laughs> half time. They, they've got a waiting list;
1: he can be replaced quite easily, yeah. and yeah. has been. So I, I think it is a shame that, um, and like Sam said, we were talking about it before, we don't want to see football go down that route where you know fans have to be um, separated and that kind of stuff. Yeah. However, um, I reckon that Fremantle have had that wake-up call as a supporter base, and they'll be—you know—they're still going to be loud. They're still going to be. Um, yeah. Booing the opposition, which you fucking should. It's all part of the show. Absolutely. Um, but they are going to be mindful, and I think they will self-police a lot um, yeah. this year because they they don't want that reputation to stick.
3: Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. You can go to the game. If you paid your money, you can call the player on there, anything, you know, within reason, as long as you don't boo them, apparently. But um, you can get in their ear, you can yell, you can scream, as long as you don't belt them with a foam finger or anything. It, that's part of the fun. You know, yeah, shape, As long as you're not sh- shaping up to hit someone, that's yeah. not on. But um, you can. Some of the uh, sledges are actually pretty funny. Well, that's I think it. we uh, went to the Richmond North round twenty three. Yeah, and that was pretty, pretty funny. Awesome. Yeah. So the, of thing the is, I think
0: set. I think you start fighting when you don't have a good enough comeback. Like when your sledging
3: fails, that's when they start trying to fight. Because yes. you got outfunnied in the crowd. Well, yeah. If you've been made look the fool, and yeah. You were trying to be a smartass, they do get a bit frustrated. But um, everyone who has interacted with humans previously knows that there's a line that you can be funny on and there's a line with just being a cunt. And obviously belting people, looking like you're gonna belt people, that's being a cunt. Yeah. Um, if you're you know It's almost sin- like Facebook in real life, isn't it? Like, <laughs> you have to be a accountable
0: for your cuntiness. Yeah. You
3: can insinuate <laughs> you, you start with it. someone's mum, dad, go to jail. Whatever. As much as you like. It's even it works even better if you actually did. Yeah, like, so uh, all I'm trying like to
1: tennis. say is that I believe in them. I believe <laughs> they can do it. <laughs> they can be... sleep with their mums? Yeah. They can uh, turn it around. And I think that they'll be very proactive in trying to make sure that that doesn't become synonymous with free Fremantle supporters.
2: Well, they, it, they do do a lot of stuff, like,
1: yeah, before games.
2: Do like, do I, I've never... Like, when they played Sydney in the qualifying final, they had... Um, uh, Pavlich come up on the big screen yep. before the yep. game and he talked and I've never seen him before and he talked about booing and he talked because Adam Good is playing yep. and he yep. was talking about what is acceptable and what he wants to see from his fans. Yeah. Um, and that was fantastic and he didn't really have that much problem in the game. There was booing. There was booing which is yep. going which Goodes is saying... No, sounds bad I think goes retired now We don't have to deal with that anymore yeah but like he was always going to cop that too yeah. until he did retire yeah but they do they are pushing this kind of idea of acceptance um, down at Fremantle which is good and they are trying to get ahead of it I really hope that because Frio just got smashed in that game against Hawthorne that they can kind of it was just an aberration yeah yeah and we can just move on yeah, because I'm a member again this year. I'm going to probably all the home games, and I don't want to feel like that again. Yeah, when you call them all
1: when you call them all cunts, what was your seat number again? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Josh, keep going. It
3: just seems like Frio should just put the hand up, and say sorry. I was fucking hangry. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, man, I've, I've had something to eat, my blood sugar's <laughs> good, we're okay again, we can go forward. are hungry for a premiership. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep fucking missing.
0: <laughs> That's like, like you, you're a North Melbourne supporter, Living, you live in Perth or?
2: I live in Perth, yeah. In
0: Perth, yeah, so it's a two-team town, more or less, like West Australia, you've got Frio and, and West Coast and very, very passionate, and you're only for neither, so you have this sort of objective view on, on how they act. And it's like when you live in Adelaide and you've got Port and Adelaide, and it seems like Frio are the Port Adelaide of Western Australia where... The second team. Yeah, because oh, yeah. because Adelaide were there first. And when you went to footy park and it was an Adelaide home game, for one entire half of the ground was sort of like Nana's knitting their crow scarf <laughs> yeah. for next year or something like that. Yeah, bodies getting buried. The drunkards were standing up behind them yelling out shit, drinking the West End or whatever it was. But then when Port came into the fold... All of a sudden, no nanas are from yeah, poor Adelaide. Yeah. And if they were, they were fucking hardcore nanas. They like. were nanas, but they were 27. Yeah, they were knitting Stolen Ball. That's how hardcore <laughs> they were. And um, it, yeah, it was a completely different dynamic compared to going to the same oval with uh, the Adelaide supporters. And um, I haven't been to uh, either of them since they moved to Adelaide Hill, so I don't know if the Port Adelaide supporters can afford to get out to Adelaide <laughs> or they're, they're getting a crowd don't worry about that well they just stay there from Saturday night and just fucking steal someone's yeah. hotel room to stay, no the
3: problem on. is that they have to drive home afterwards so if you're parked around <laughs> they've got to steal a car first yeah, so if you're, you're like parked around North Adelaide the yeah, there's, like there's involved
2: <laughs> But well, there is the, well, the, the stereotypes in Perth. If it, you guys I'm not sure if you know about it, absolutely nothing. No. Well, I was going to okay. ask yeah. exactly that. West coast of the Shippers, S- Chardonnay sippers, right? Um, so that's They're close. More affluent northern suburbs, which is the richer suburbs. That's um, where Benny that, carr has got his shit. Yeah, they were they were they're, they're the uh, seen as the richer supporters. Yeah. Whereas Fremantle, more working class southern suburbs, um, generally live a harder life that is a stereotype and of course there's no lows
3: so pretty much the same as Sydney and GWS and
2: Adelaide and Port Adelaide I guess except people
3: care yeah Yeah, exactly I don't know
1: what the stereotype of GWS supporters are Translucent. <laughs> They're happy to have everyone. Pay atten- yeah. <laughs> They're
0: happy to have everyone pay attention enough to give them a stereotype. Yeah.
1: Although, like we said, Benny the Tosser, uh, yeah, Benny, he's a GWS supporter. Yeah, he's a good tosser, uh, Melbourne uh, member, rather. Um, so anyway, 70 wins to finish uh, minor premiers, um, a- as we said. But uh, finals was not a highlight for them, even though that, they got up over Sydney. But it
2: wasn't. <coughs> that Jesus, that was a shit game. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. That was a waste of money
1: <laughs> going to that. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, although you know, in finals a win is a win, but still it, it was almost like the cracks were there. It was a hollow victory. Yeah, undermanned um, yep. that Sydney were, but um, so 17 wins. Where you reckon their best ones were? So I've got uh, round three against West Coast. Mm, yeah. it's always oh like Jesus that game. Yeah. They're forgot, they're forgot about, about that. They're always going to want to beat uh, the the bigger brothers across town, but I think when well, they kicked the first ten, or yeah, or uh, like I that. think
0: it was first nine, first nine, nine? in the first quarter. Um, to none. Until Nat knew he got a really scrappy goal on the goal <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they won in a canter, especially
1: f- for Frio oh, to kick nine goals in a quarter. Yep. I mean, the scoring's always been their problem, and it's been highlighted by every um, two-bit journalist, including, you know, our two bits around here. Um, <laughs> to kick nine goals in a quarter is a massive effort for them to do it against West Coast in a, in a derby. derby yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: massive. West Coast hadn't sorted out their defence yet. They lost Mackenzie and Brown and their Weagles web, uh, as Gerard Healy likes to call it. Is that what it was
0: called, was it? Yeah, Uh, Gerard Healy called it the Weagles web,
2: which, honestly, if you want to piss off an Eagles fan, call them the Weagles. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They're always called the Weagles, yeah. yeah. So they hadn't sorted that out yet, um, and Freo just subies their operating table, and they were surgeons. They just carved them up. Um, That was amazing to watch. It was embarrassing. Yeah,
1: West Coast, West Coast yeah. yeah I mean but, they made it a little bit more respectable by the end but mm. the, the contest was gone
2: oh no it was great you went on the Wiggles website um, afterwards I'm calling the Weagles now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my dad's going to listen to this afterwards He's going to fucking hit me um, but you go on their website afterwards and it was like oh um, despite um, you know winning three quarters of the contest they still couldn't get up yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so Dude. delusional it, yep. was, oh, it was great problem was four
1: quarters of the contest was over three quarters of the game remained yeah, the contest exactly. wasn't there
0: but one of the things that's interesting for, for me, coming from a spe- perspective of we only really get um, Victorian media, was hearing the context of how these wins and losses are framed, especially with like the the lack of defence for West Coast and the West Coast web. Was it sort of after that where Maston sort of stepped up and actually had some sort of role to play? Uh, McGovern. Miss- McGovern. McGovern, sorry, McGovern, yeah. 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 McGovern. Although yeah. Maston had a good year too. Yeah, but it's almost like comparing him to Hurley with Essendon where they were missing that person because halfback. back all of a sudden one player steps up and says alright well this is going to be my role and they sort of own it yeah.
2: so it shouldn't well, we'll save West Coast for later but like there's more a one person stepping West Coast the whole back six was just yeah. incredible yeah. Well, we'll go into that in another podcast but,
1: exactly right and talking about one person stepping up I mean the highlight for Frio was the season by five mm-hmm. yeah the, his first 12 rounds was the best half of a season yeah. I've, I've, I can't remember a better one ever
2: yeah it, the fact was he was getting compared to Ablett and you know God's got to say Ablett's a silkier player um, whatever I want to say I don't think he's better than Ablett but the fact that he was in that discussion yeah. and he was was a credible talk about it like Fife, yeah. halfway through the season was averaging like 19 contested possessions a game yep. yeah yeah I've never seen that. Yeah, that is incredible.
0: Yeah, because most people who get those high possessions, they're not the in and under players who they're are getting outside, their own yeah. ball. They're yeah. on the outside and they're like they're in a team where their midfield is solid. like you have got Ablo who wins at Geelong and you've got um, uh, fucking who's the dude Paul Chap- uh, Chapman in there and getting the hard ball yeah. gets and whatnot and they're generally hanging on the outside. That's how you get all those possessions in a game and have those effective disposals and that. But when you have to get on yourself, it's very
3: difficult to be able to do everything. But yeah, I think and then get it under pressure, make a good decision to get the ball
2: out to someone else by yeah. hand or
3: foot. And Fife does it brilliantly. Oh, yeah. Freo have
2: the best, Freo have the two best extractors in my opinion in the league in Lockie Neal and, um, in, in Sand- I'm sorry, Sandler, and Fife. And it helps because Sandler's doing the tap yeah. so perfectly yeah. all the time. Yeah. But the way they're able to get the ball in congestion and choose the right handball 95% yeah. of the time is just incredible.
3: If I, if um. Sandilands learns to tap to his ro- rovers. <laughs> They're going to be fucking unstoppable. Mm.
2: That was what I was going to bring
1: up, is why hasn't this happened before? They've had quality midfielders before, of course. I mean, um, he's not the first one. He's obviously the best. But they should be winning more out of the middle because Sandilands wins so many taps.
3: I know. It, it, mm. it astounds me. I've, I'd never make pretensions of being a ruckman's asshole, and I've never <laughs> played ruck at an AFL level. But even playing junior footy as a shite Ruckman, I'd tell my Rovers where the fuck I was trying to get it. Yeah. Um, and look, I, this might be a revolution in Ruckman because fuck knows we've seen so many of them land before they touch the ball and then they seem to just whack it wherever the fuck they feel. But I reckon having a chat to the Ruckman, if you're a Rover, you know, hey, Sandy, I'm a fucking Brownlow medalist. Yeah. I want you to put it here. Might work.
2: Probably, right, Ru- what's I
1: The problem is you can't keep it a secret because you've got to yell to him. He's not bending yeah. down that far to whisper. <laughs>
2: Yeah, fair. As I say, well speaking about Sanderlands under Mark Harvey and under Chris Connolly, God that name's like cancer yeah, um <laughs> Sanderlands wasn't a tap ruckman, he was a thump ruckman. Yeah, yeah. he he just fucking swung his arm at it and hit it onto the wing and was like Belly, Peter Bell chases it. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was their clearance game and it yeah.
3: I'm still gutted that Bell left
2: north, but anyway. Yeah. Um, but no am But home. I mean
1: Harvey wasn't known for complex game plans. Yeah. No, that, he that, wasn't. Was, that was kind of it, it was like yeah yeah bash it forward with your goals mm.
2: yeah um, and Crowley playing as a full forward once that Yeah, fucking interesting um, I, I, yeah, yeah it was, good, it was good, when St Kilda were good I remember they they came over and they smashed Freo and I remember Crowley started a full forward and I was at the game going what the fuck is happening <laughs> actually it's funny you say that because apparently
3: that's what the players were saying too this um, um, is in Pav's book Pav's book is <laughs> like um, they'd have these structures set up that they'd train all pre-season for and then on game day all of a sudden Harvey's like oh yeah let's try this have a crack at this and they're like we've never fucking seen this before well, the, the Malcolm <laughs> Blight
2: school of two teaching yeah like, yeah, coaching
0: the thing is every time I talked to Mark Harvey which is very few but a couple of times over a gaming table he seemed a very excitable bloke like generally <laughs> interested in people's lives full stop like he was a nice it, guy he was a very nice guy like too nice to be a coach
3: <laughs> Yeah.
2: Yeah Crowley was probably like Come on Can I please don't forward He's like no, no I Can't Oh <laughs> like, yeah right I'll be your best friend yeah. Oh I like best friends Yeah okay. <laughs> On the other hand I've
0: heard Crowley's Fucking hilarious I've yeah. heard he's the yep. funniest drunk that's gone around
1: Yeah I've heard that too Everyone reckons he's Such a nice bloke too Yeah Funniest uh, methadone user <laughs> <laughs> Well know, there's a fa- fairly long list Out of <laughs> WA footy players <laughs> <though>. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, for me that was the best win because uh, what they trot off eleven or twelve wins in a row to start the season?
2: Yeah, until Richmond beat them. No, Richmond beat them around Richmond ten. So overworked them. Oh, yeah. so
1: there you go. So nine in a row. Um, yeah. they, even though they had that many wins in a row, they weren't that many that were impressive wins. But that West Coast one was, especially yeah. when scoring was their major issue. Yeah. Um, so the obvious question then is, if that's what their best wins were, what were their worst losses?
3: Well, if you you said they weren't impressive, but they did kind of give North. a Howling in round eight. Yeah, it's nothing. 80 points. But um,
2: don't don't remind me.
3: (laughs) But Denning and North did
2: get them back later in the season. Mm.
3: But uh, impressive wins. No,
1: that wasn't the
2: question. Okay, (laughs) worst worst, worst (laughs) loss, if I I uh, chime in, um, there'll be two. One, um, the Richmond game, where Richmond carved them up in the first quarter and Vickery looked like he was John Coleman. And it's tough to make so Vickery look that good. If you're making
1: Vickery look good, you've done well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're trying. You're trying to make him look good. <laughs> we were talking before about um, the WA commentators, how much they love waffle. Mm. Um, and I mean uh, both kinds of waffle, both uh, waffling on like I am now <laughs> and the <laughs> WA Footy League. Um, I was listening to this game in the, on the radio as I was driving um, in a state. And there was one passage of play where Richmond moved it from full back to full forward And they said a frio player chases a fair named every player that chased and then Richmond got the ball. I'm like I don't know one person that touched the ball, do you think? Because they're all Richmond players and they weren't named for <laughs> yeah, the radio.
2: West uh, we're notoriously bad. Um, so if you listen to ABC Grandstand, they're not too bad. You listen to commercial radio, which is 8826BR over there. Yep. Um, which I think is shown it's on 3AW radio here. Right. That might have been what I was listening to. Yeah. There. Holy yep. shit. 8826BR, fucking atrocious. And that's, what, that's, and that's what Basil Zemplis is on. Carl, Carl Langdon's on there. So everyone's as a motherfucker. Who was that? <laughs> yeah. Who was that ginger nut? Played for Foots Grey. Won a Brad Hardy. Brad Hardy. He's oh, on as well. well. Shit. And they're fucking. Holy shit! They're they're awful. Yeah. He won a Brownie.
0: Yeah. yeah. I know. I haven't heard that name for ages.
2: Yeah. Well, he's, he's a legend over in um in WA. Yeah. So
1: the Tigers is one worst. Tigers is one, one.
2: And the other one was on the flip side, Eagles smashing him in the Derby yeah. on the return leg because yeah. again. The, it was the opposite way. The Eagles gave them a thrashing in the first quarter, kicked the first eight or something. So, yeah. And made them look like... I was sitting there, and I was in a shit-stirring mood. I was a bit drunk. I was going to the darts afterwards. <laughs> and, um, so I was I was sitting there, and I was with all the Freo fans, and I turned around, and I was like, after like a seventh goal went through or something, and Luke Street was killing him. I turned around and went, how the fuck are you cunts number one? Like, just absolutely, that was absolutely... Shit. Well, they did have a few
3: belting losses too. Like mm. I was just uh, checking out then. Port was a big one for me. Uh, 20 points down, Port were at quarter time. Mm. Ended up winning by 12 goals. Yeah. And that's, you know, obviously they don't travel. And then Hawthorne as well. I was going to say, the
1: Hawthorne round 15 game was a big one too. But yeah. It was, yeah
3: Hawthorne were never-headed. I think uh, the, maybe they had a, a point deficit. But from then on, it's just bang, bang, bang. And they ended up winning by
2: over 90 points I think um, almost 90 points. Sam Mitchell's knee got three votes in that game yeah <laughs> <laughs> by every other team <laughs> that put the votes in see I
0: think the worst loss was Richmond because I think after that was when they got found out I think that was the one where their their strategy of very attack and being sent off that half forward line or the half back line sorry where you kick out wide go in board and then rush through the centre I think that's where they got found out because Richmond just put their players from pretty much the forward flank to the wing on whatever side the ball was and they couldn't go inboard and then they get caught up because you you couldn't overrun the uh, zone defence that was coming out mm. and then when you look at when they lost in, to Richmond around 10 if you look at the worms like the scoring worms when yeah. they lost when they beat west coast it's almost exactly the same yeah. like they got dominated in the first quarter because they got cut off what they did to west coast what Richmond did to them in round 10 and after round 10 their losses were to Hawks west coast port um yeah. Hawks again and North Melbourne I believe uh, Hawks is in the finals but they won again against Hawks straight off Richmond I think in round 20 uh, and then in the Predatives I think they lost ho- Hawks twice
2: this year one in the finals and then in Aurora I yeah. lost to them the, I uh, don't remember them beating the Hawks
1: no they didn't beat the Hawks might really? have been looking at the previous year
0: Hawks in Aurora oh, it might have been round 10 Hawks Aurora because that was
2: a joke because in, um, Hawks Freo's yeah. membership, like, slogan was, like, anywhere, yeah. anytime. And then, it's, and then some Eagles guys tattooed, um, sorry, graffitied. Um, <laughs> but except for the Hawks at the MCG. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a big joke for a while because they couldn't beat Hawthorne.
1: Well, that's why I had Round 15 as their worst loss against Hawks because yeah. they've had that tag. We can't beat Hawthorne. See,
2: I just don't think they try. Like, when... when uh, Even with Mark Harvey as well. When Freo go to um, Tasmania, yeah. they just... Don't send. They just don't give a shit. Well, it was was surprising
1: they sent a full yep. side. Yeah. I mean, because they they went for it, but they got blown away. Like I think yeah. one goal in the first half again, um, it, that hurt. And, and you you know that those things they they build up in your in your psyche uh, amongst the players and players can be fickle like that. Um, but it it was funny when uh, they lost Fife. Um, I thought that there's a real chance that. You can show that they weren't a one-man team, and obviously they're not. I mean, they finished minor premiers; so they still got 17 wins. Yeah, um, and you can't say 17 wins is a generous draw. I mean, yes, yeah, exactly. You, okay, let's let's take one win off them and say 16 for a generous yeah. draw. I mean, it's just silly. Um, but I think guys like Mundy um, and Main uh, still, and Lockie Neal. Lockie Neal had a breakout year. Yeah, uh, Mundy and Main had fair to middling by their own. Um, mm. comparisons um, it, there wasn't I mean it's hard to replace a Fife who's had the best first yeah. half of year ever but it, uh, you would have liked to see some, some more come in from um, from the other players like that
2: yeah. Barlow what the fuck happened to Barlow yeah what happened to yeah. Barlow where'd he go fuck knows
0: because also I remember and it's funny that the main associate association I have with the sort of up and coming players of the clubs is through Supercoach and who you see <laughs> scoring good points or whatnot. Mm. and I always remember Fife and Subin being the um, sort of value-for-money players coming through Frio right, back in the day. And it seems like Fife has taken that step up to be a super fucking startup. gun, you know what yeah, I mean? And yeah. Subin was that unlucky, I think he had some injuries and shit, but always there or thereabouts and didn't quite just get over that that hump.
1: In my mind, Subin has always been one of those, uh, had the players that are famous for being subbed out at half time because of performance, yeah. not because of injury. Yeah. And I think that, actually, that might have been against Hawthorne down in Tassie. Um, the, he's a couple of years cold, ago,
2: Subin. You know, He's again. He's not one of those players that bases a lot of his game on niggle as well. Uh, the fact that he, the first cunt to get bitten like twenty years AFL like that's a <laughs> that's a fair effort. Like yeah. you obviously like you've done something. You've yeah. you've, you've pissed off someone someone's yeah. bitten
3: you. Chris Lewis has gone. That's out of order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Well, Subin, Subin is a
2: uh, probably like there since Crowley's gone. It's been their niggling uh, midfielder.
3: Well, I
1: mean when. You know, you're the first player to get bitten and you're in the same side as Hayden Ballantyne. <laughs> yeah. You've put in
3: some effort. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. such a cunt, I like him. Yeah, of
2: course. But see, yeah, looks, one of my favourite players. He like looks me.
3: like a vampire. How has he not bitten anyone?
1: Oh
0: What do they call it? <laughs> Eddie Monster. Monster. Yeah. yeah. Monster, yeah, the time, yeah.
1: yeah. Um probably why he doesn't play that well during day. So he should be
0: sponsored by a zinc cream or something. <laughs> <laughs> Ruffy's
1: got that so sewn up. That's Ruffy's call. <laughs> Literally sewn up. Contract all the way. Um, so, I mean, what about down back? Because uh, uh, McFarlane obviously didn't have uh, a full season and mm. had to retire um, in the stands. So Johnson's
2: do, getting injured more and more now as well.
1: Yeah, he's always been... Uh, he has that laconic style, mm. um, which I, I don't know if that helps.
2: Yeah, how do you do hamstrings when you just, like, lope around? So, uh, <laughs> he
1: doesn't, though. <evolve. laughs> um, and uh, Zach Clark, who that, somebody called Opium. Opium? Yeah.
2: Opium, Zach Clark. I don't, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. S-
1: Slow-moving dope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> I'd say dope moves fast at the West, though. So. <laughs>
2: oh, God. Um,
1: so, anyway, for Freo, for so it, it was very interesting that it was their first minor premiership, um, which is something to celebrate, but I've, you got the feeling on this side that um, that wasn't enough for the fans, which is a good thing they expected more from this group and more from Ross Lyon minor premiership wasn't the goal
3: I think the indicator of that is how many delistings they had
1: yeah Um,
3: they cleaned out I mean running quickly through them you got Crowley out DeLuca Cardillo who no one except Frio fans will know uh, Duffield Duffy McFarlane Morabito Sylvia Ballard Moller I think
1: Morabito did he get rookie
2: I think he did I but think, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't bet my life on it surely they would rookie list him because Moro yeah. is like a hero at the club
1: and you've invested that many bloody that much dollars into his knees <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've gotta get some return
2: Was uh, he at three or four now I think he's at four mm.
1: it's him and uh, Menzel down mm. at Geelong Competing for, I uh, get, and Alex Johnson at Sydney.
2: I get so. emails from like um, Freeman or when he like it's like a strain and training more Like <laughs> hey, geez, if if a, if a fly touches him, it's news. You it have to clean out your inbox. We're, we're looking for yeah. a new kidney
1: or his new tendons. Yeah. Yeah. Any donations? happily I I can say you reckon they would have kept Colin Sylvia on just for spare parts for him. <laughs> like, get some use out of him.
2: Fuck, that was a disaster. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Colin Sylvia.
1: It's oh, it's hard when you go from Melbourne. And, You know, out to a club that's actually competing, Mm. and then you just like you know, fuck this. I liked it better when we were shit. You didn't Mm. have to try.
0: Yeah. It seems like I don't know. Is Colin Sylvie always seemed like a meathead? Seemed like people that don't really think much. Were good at lifting heavy things and getting (laughs) the hard ball.
2: He was highly valued. as sooner was meathead implies like you've got like some kind of like effort and toughness about (laughs) you. Yeah,
0: that's a fair point actually. Yeah, it's almost like the. Local league meatheads, where as soon as they face the interstate competition, they're like, oh, fuck no, this fuck
1: shit. Yeah.
3: Well, uh, Morabito and um, DeLuca getting redrafted in the rookie draft. Yeah, it did. Yeah, there you go.
1: Um, so, if they're the outs, there's some top heavy outs there, um, but all replaceable, I think. And I think Crowley, after sitting at his entire uh, suspension for the entire year, they show that they don't need. Um,
2: they played better like I the start of the season yeah. without Crowley he yeah. sort of opened up a space um, in the midfield and Lockie Neal just took it with two hands Lockie Neal had
1: yeah. like we said he had a breakout year yeah. um, it really suited his game I think um, but uh, having said that like, like I said minor premier, 17 wins without Crowley shows you're not going to miss him mm. having said that I don't know if they would have minded him meaning Sammy Mitchell during that prelim final. But it could so. have
0: been you couldn't you couldn't have chucked him in there on the zero Zero games. Yeah, zero yeah, games exactly. that he'd had.
2: Not for preliminary. But well, you'd want to put somebody on Mitchell. That yeah. was that first half was yes. ridiculous. Yeah. I was sitting there yeah. like in the bleachers going, just put somebody on yeah, him. Anybody. He yeah. was just doing what he wants. He had like he much has got enough time as it is anyway when he's on yeah. the ball. Yeah. Let alone when he just he had like an absolute age to yeah. do whatever the fuck he wanted and was periods like he's the best player i've seen ever on both sides of his body yeah. and he's just sitting there like on the on the apex of the 50 meter arc he can get whatever he wants and no one going towards him yeah mm. yeah
1: now obviously i like that because i'm a hawthorne supporter <laughs> but um what annoyed would annoy free metal supporters even more about that was that richmond showed how to play against hawthorne is that you've got to run up a man and you've got to stand right in front yeah. because if he gets that one foot either side he's gone mm-hmm. and the, he, the way he delivers the ball so you're saying leave him alone yeah it doesn't work that much yeah uh, and uh, I think you know one of the other joys that Fremantle supporters would get out of the year was that um, they saw the same tactic applied to Cyril Rioli in the grand final with similar results yeah <laughs> because um, I, I don't imagine that many Freo supporters were supporting the Crosstown uh, Big Brother on the last or well, the first Saturday in October
2: yeah. yes and no um Oh, it's weird, like, there's a definitely a, it was a huge rivalry, but it's like, there was still a lot of people who were going for West Coast. Um, just because. Just because, yeah. and like, they're not like Freo fans, are big fans of Hawthorn, <laughs> so <Yeah>. it, <laughs> was, it was like a lesser of two evils, but I don't think they would have been able to live with themselves if it went 4-0 in a premiership count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they would have lost it. Especially, like, West Coast weren't meant to do anything this yeah. year. We'll save the next podcast. But, like, if yeah. I stole a Premiership, yeah. that would have just been the worst for Freo fans. Yeah.
3: The big off-season announcement for mine was Benel.
2: Mm. you
3: got a, a troubled player with a fucking massive upside going to a team that is underachieving. It'll either be the most brilliant move in the last decade, or it's going to fall flat on the fucking face. Oh. There's no in-between.
1: I reckon there's no risk. I reckon it's a it's a, an easy decision for them. Well, um, they would
3: have, would have got him for low dollars. Well, not... They would have... They would have paid for under his value.
1: Yeah, absolutely, they would have.
3: Would have been a fair bit of cash, but uh, not as much had he had not all the off-field dramas.
1: When he's announced that he wanted to go home to uh, Perth and he nominated Fremantle, uh, obviously it's not a... Uh, the discussion was, well, do we want him or not? Doesn't last any longer than mm. it takes his to say. Yep. You. Yeah. package <laughs> um, And... I think that he's going to be uh, the missing link for them because he offers that speed and outside run that... Uh,
3: well, he got offered speed, and that was the problem he took. <laughs> um, On camera. So, I mean, that's
1: their big in, um, and I think that more than makes up for their outs.
3: Well, I think West Coast are disappointed because they were like, fuck, we've had cars, we've had Langdon, we've had all these blokes. We could have just...
0: We've had premierships.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what Freo's done. They've, got, they've looked at what West Coast have done. Like, these guys are all fucking high as balls. <laughs> Maybe we'll get some of these guys in and
0: see how we go. Well, that's where Esther went too, because they were like, we fucked it up, so we'll get the professionals, we'll get worse holding here. We'll just, you know. An actual a chemist. Yeah. yeah, an actual yeah. pharmacist.
1: So that's why they got rid of Jackie Carlyle, who was out on his own. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. He'd and, gone rogue.
0: And Zaharaka's doing some research down in Mexico here in the off offseason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so with Freo, like you said, Harley Bunnell, um, he's he's got to be the, the thing that gets them over the, over the line.
3: He'll either be that, or he'll be the thing that distracts everyone so fucking much that Frio just fall over. Okay. So, the, the, like I said, there'll be no in between. He'll either be an out and out superstar, massive contributor, and he'll be the Kerr uh, to Judd of the West Coast uh, yeah, Premiership
2: team. You, you look at what, how, how Ross Lines handled players like Michael Walters, who had trouble in the past. Yeah, yeah. Frio fans are fairly confident, and so am I that he'll be able to pull something out of Harley now yeah. And free fans would be delighted because they won't have Daniel Pierce kicking into the forward 15 <laughs> <laughs> that, that can't, can't kick. Every, uh, every team's got that bloke where you just like, sweet, him. we've got it, we're in. Oh,
3: fuck, it's him. Oh, oh fuck, it's shit. Ben Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, oh, just go anywhere. Oh, and it did. He kicks shit. like a mule because he's
0: usually facing the wrong way. <laughs> every team's got that
3: player.
1: Um, we've got a few of them, I think. <laughs> who was the lad that dropped the mark in the in the prelim? Uh, Tommy Sheridan Sheridan yeah, that's yeah. It. I'm going to say so there's you know, one less spot for Sheridan as well although I'm sure he's recovered from it and, Freo yeah, fans
2: love Sheridan I'm going to
1: say he needs to bounce back
2: Freo fans love Sheridan and I've um, had arguments in IFL about Sheridan before I think he's a good player but he's really bad under pressure Yeah. and yeah. I think the prelim kind of confirmed by... Right? Like, all the prelim are like, no, no, you watch him, you watch him. I'm like, I watch him all the time. <laughs> Number 11, yeah? Sure i saw I, I'm watching the same guy. I'm like, no, you watch him.
3: He's even eight, 11, so he looks the same upside down <laughs> and everything.
2: And so, yeah, and that, that prelim, that wasn't the only mistake he made. He butchered it a few times under pressure um, and just kicking errors, and then he butchered that mark. And
3: the, the best part about I that, that is you, you say butchered it, and I know it's been an Australian colloquialism for ages but I automatically think back to Butcher in Port Adelaide oh, yeah. and just the amount of times he has lived up to his namesake fuck me it's been an amusing season but the best
0: thing about him was he's the first player I've seen that has caused all of Port Adelaide to turn on one of their own players <laughs> But they're usually pretty loyal fuckers there but it's almost like he's so shit that he'd become a pet project.
2: Yeah, no, it's kind of like that. They, they love him now. It's like ironic. Like, yeah. it's, like, it's a full cycle. They're like, oh, butchers going to be really good. He's going to be our next like, key the target. Future. Yeah, the future. They call him the future. And, and, the, and so when the media started playing up on it, so when he was dropped and brought back in, I said, back to the future. Like, it was this big thing. And then, like, he got shit and everyone turned on him <laughs> and when they kept going Ken Hinckley like once the season was fucked was like shit they pushed him for shitting giggles yeah. and all of a sudden they loved him again and it I think, a whole
3: I think it's an expectation thing too like if you've got a dog you're expecting to run into a house and save a burning infant then you need that fucking top dog But you've got a dog that's going to shit on itself and you know fucking vomit on its own testicles and then suddenly it managed to save a child once you're just like Fuck me! You've overachieved. Well done, son. I think Butch is the same. He's the dog that's vomited on his own nuts, and then suddenly manages to get that one kick and finds a target. They're like, oh, well done, lad!
2: But how do you get to AFL level and not know how to drop a ball into boot? Exactly.
3: I don't know. Suck See, a dick. I think every coach think needs a scapegoat. Yep. Ken Hingley's gone.
0: Sweet. There's my scapegoat.
1: Speaking of Zach Dawson, <laughs> um, he's gotten worse and worse. I mean, that back elbow. Um, I've forgotten who it was against now but he finally got back to the Silver side versus, um... <laughs> finally gets back to the side and does that elbow to get three or four weeks out
2: oh, what team was that against I can't remember yeah. see so if you are a mixed I martial artist you'd get play of the day so.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, when you're Zach Dawson, you don't. You get so, arrest.
2: So the thing about Zach Dawson is, like, when that came up a quarter time, I was on my phone, and I was showing fellow members around me, like, the incident, and I was like, thank fuck, he's going yeah. to be suspended. Like, <laughs> but it gets to that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it goes to that point. I mean,
1: Saints supporters, Hawks supporters, we've all gone. See, guys? Told you. He was serviceable
2: a couple of years ago. He was, yeah. He was yeah. more than serviceable, and now he's just an absolute trash yeah. bag. He got two on Jeremy Cameron. Uh, oh it was, was it, it? Yeah oh, I'm right. sure He ended up Game looking like A war veteran Cameron Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's he right old right. right. mummy And yeah. kicked a cracker
0: goal as well I think Taped up like that He started turning On after that
1: I think it's It's trouble for Dawson too Because he's not Getting any younger And mm-hmm. the Backline was The second best Backline for the Year I think mm-hmm. In points conceded and he, yeah. and he didn't Play many games He didn't play Many games So yeah. it shows That they've Moved on And yeah. Especially with the way Ross Lyon teams play, it is a team and a system yeah. in yeah. that back line, and one of the most efficient or ruthless. But um, it's
2: Ross defenses. Lyon. Can you really see him leaving his pet behind? Like, well, I mean, Alex Savani it. did come in for him, and he's, oh, well, Savani's even worse, mate. Yeah, yeah. I know he's been a bit of a pet of Lyon's too. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say, well, I got. As I say, Alex Pierce is the one of the best up-and-coming defenders in the league, in my opinion, watching him play live. He's going to be, like, everyone's concerned about McFarlane leaving. Alex Pierce will just slot in cool. almost straight away. Um,
1: yep. I was going to say, you know, Mick Molletower's had a breakout with Daisy Thomas this year, so maybe, <laughs> maybe it's Lyon and, uh, and Dawson. He can move out of the basement. And, well, right? so you're going to say Is that he's
3: free on the, range? he's
0: on the recruit. Yeah, he could be. <laughs> he could be the next recruit.
3: We've already said the Premiership expectation. How low do you have to finish for Lions to be under pressure?
1: Okay, um, I'll phrase that in a different different way. If they have the same season this year and they fall short in a prelim, I don't know if you keep him.
3: See, it's one of the tough ones because ev- everyone says he's a great coach. But who is the greatest coach not to win a flag? Yeah. I mean, do, you do you even know? It's, a,
1: it's a damning praise. Yeah,
3: the, the greatest coach not to win a flag. Who gives a fuck about that? Yeah. He'd exactly. rather be the shittest coach who won a flag just through sheer ass. That's a question. That's a Chris good Scott. And that's easily. You can throw Dennis Pagan in there too. Get the fuck out of Kerry's way. We hit goals. Job mm. done. I could have done that. Um, Probably would have kept him out of the bathrooms too. But The
1: reason I say that I think it means it's the end of the Ross Lyon is this is Pav's last go-round. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I know that every Frio supporter that's what they're they're hanging on for is for Pav and again Sam
0: almost every South Australian too just <laughs> fucking give him one <laughs> send him back here at least he wants to win a flag then come back
1: Sam and I were talking about this in the car before he's the guy that's been there when they were shit yeah uh, he's stuck he's he stuck through um, his... he remembers the Damien
2: Drummier yeah, drum yeah, the yeah. holy shit he, he's seen he all those Remember those <laughs>
1: he's seen all those horrible goons and he's still got them you know <laughs> back in the cupboard um, but they're holding on for him because he—it's a horrible word to say, but he deserves one.
0: Yeah, he does. He does, and especially like not being a West Australian from heart, he's stuck out there and yeah. like every time his contract was up, it's he's going home. He's going yeah. home, you know. This time it's yeah, it. he's that. But he has always denied all that and stuck with you know being that one club man. Or I don't
3: know, was he traded? Was he traded there as a rookie or did he drafted, no, no, drafted
0: there? there. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see West Coast offer him a gig. Oh, end the season, just just to fuck <laughs> with Freo. You can like run the water. <laughs> two season, two season deal, mate. With coaching at the end, just to, just to blow shit up. It's can like Essendon know?
0: making a bid for Sylvani. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. I
2: was imagining Pav in a West Coast Guernsey holding the cup up. I just fucking <laughs> <love> <laughs> <me>. <laughs> and now all the Freo supporters have fucking tuned out. They, yeah, they've deleted the file. They've just <laughs> fucked off home.
0: You're like cool Photoshop.
2: <laughs> it would be a massive riot. Honestly, the places would burn. It would be war.
3: I, I, I think it would be over the top. So over the top, they would just melt. Like the first quarter, just see it and just, no, no, no. No, and go home, sleep for about a month and come back and just deny it ever happened.
1: So we all agree that it's premiership or bust for them. Um, I don't know what Ross Lyon's uh, contract's like. But I think
3: Grand Final might buy him another season. But if they go out in the prelim, I don't think he gets an extension. I, I think
0: it's like having a girlfriend that looks fucking sensational, but shit in bed. It's like There's only so many times you can pray it around and pretend that she's all good <laughs> when you realise that there's no substance there and you've got to just cut it loose and away you go. Next one.
1: <laughs> uh, <I'm>, my experience. What else we got with Frio there? Uh, so let's have a look at uh, if they're going to um, get back up there this year. Um, their, uh, their draw for 2016. Um, so, they're double up games. They've got obviously with uh, West Coast. They've got the Crows, the Bulldogs, and the two expansion sides in GWS and Gold Coast. Oh, I'd, really? I'd say for a team that finished minor premiers, pretty damn generous. No. How the
2: hell did they get that draw?
1: Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, somebody's trying to prop them up, <laughs> quite clearly. Um, the downside is one game at the G again. Um, but uh, that wasn't their issue this year because you know, the, the final they lost was at home. Yeah. Um, and they're
2: playing in Tasmania again? Yep you got Hawthorne in Tasmania again. Because fuck you, that's yeah, why. I fucking love it.
3: Well, yeah, they're, they're going to struggle again against Tall. I think Hawthorne are going to just go in there and damage them again. But um, look, Frio have the talent to obviously take it to any team in the comp, so you never know. They might come out and decide, fuck it, we're going to put uh, Nat Fife in leg pads and uh, see how he runs.
1: <laughs> I've never seen a cork thigh um, cause shin splints. And so many other issues yeah. um, before, which is amazing because you know, Ross Lyon started blaming uh, the knee for Mitchell on that. That's, it's quite, quite a stretch, and I thought, well done.
3: Well, I thought when he went for global warming, that was uh, a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, tough one.
2: Ross Lyon is a media professional. He, <laughs> he never says anything that he doesn't need. He's, he's like a chess There's master, a reason right? behind it. Yeah, all yeah, right? yeah. Of the, yeah. the, the course there was. He's thinking six weeks ahead every yeah. single time.
1: Um, unless he's uh, got a six weeks ahead, he's got an interview booked with Jared Wheatley. <laughs> In <laughs> yeah. which case,
2: fuck you! I ain't rocking up to that. Oh man, Freo fans hate Wheatley as well. Still I wonder why. <laughs> I don't think what he said was too crazy, to be honest. Um, no, I, I, that Mark Harvey thing still sits a bit. It uh, was the right decision what for what they did Freo yeah. for the club, but it still sits a bit with me. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, I think so. they're... Their start of the season, they've only got one home match. They're playing Dogs Away, Gold Coast at home, West Coast technically at home, but it's an away match, and then North Away. Uh, You really would hope they'd win all four of those, to be honest. Mm.
1: Well, because the big thing for that uh, means that, conversely, at the end of the year, from Round 19 onwards, they only leave Perth once. Yeah, and that's Um, against
3: JWS, which... uh, It'll
1: be a challenge this year.
3: It will be, but Mumford is the, the heart and soul of that team. And Sanderland should be able to take it to him. So I think this year they'll spread that
0: heart of that team. I think the midfield's pretty fucking solid. Like. Yeah, yes.
3: But, I mean, leading into finals,
1: that's a great way for, for Frio to, to do it. Because if they're up the top, means they can sit back for the last two months of the year mm. and uh, yeah. you know, only visit the airport once.
3: I mean, do they care if they um, finish between one and six? Like, obviously, you want the double chance if possible. But if you've got the choice of making that double chance and having your players come into finals burned, or you go fuck it, well, we don't care. If we finish fourth as long as our players go into finals fit and healthy.
1: Well, yeah, of course you want fit and healthy. But if you, the choice is first, off. yeah, yeah you, you, they're, they're going to take. You know, they want that people to make the trip across the Nullarbor, not them. But what I mean, one hundred percent.
3: They've been doing that for the last few years, like busting a gut to finish top two, and. You'd have to say it hasn't really paid off. I disagree wholeheartedly. So, so we're going that they should be a bit more shit this year in order to win the flag.
0: <laughs>
1: they should, they should. Ross Lyon is famous for resting players. Yeah. They should
3: aim yeah. for the flag yeah. rather than aim for top two. Like, like Hawthorne's done the last few seasons, they've...
1: We've aimed for top two. <laughs> oh,
3: you've had some...
1: We finished third this year and top two the last the three before that.
3: Yeah, but the flag was the goal. Not the minor
2: premiership, is what I am saying. But you win, but you are you're not, you're not aiming to win on premiership. You are aiming to win the premiership, and the way to win the premiership is to get the double chance and yeah, get the week off. Two. Yeah, and uh, they did it this year, rather yeah.
1: than
0: the, the round twenty-three week off. So to speak. Well, it's like this a, year.
2: health on the first team this year to win a, a grand final outside the top two in like fucking ages? Two thousand twelve, Sydney yeah. did it. Sydney, yeah, I oh, Sydney did it as well. Yeah. Okay, ignore yeah, everything I just said. Sydney are
3: another one of those teams that have for the last decade or so, snuck into the top six, top four, yeah, and sort of flown under the radar a bit. And even before that was Adelaide? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I suppose so.
1: But what I'm saying is this year, I think Freo had that mentality um, because there were a lot of games where they get a lead and then they just go, all right, off the pedal. We're done. Yeah. We, we've got the lead and we'll just coast in. I mean, it hurts their percentage, but that was definitely their goal. Is when, and when they got the minor premiership, there was like, eh.
3: there yeah. it was. You see, that's where I think that was... What they exactly what they shouldn't have done in that they had to work on their ability to score. The question mark around Freo was always their ability to score. And if you're just pulling the foot off and fucking around with the ball, you're not working on those structures that are letting you score.
1: Yeah, but that's that's the exact opposite of what you said two minutes ago. No, no, (laughs) I'm saying win the flag. Yeah, I'm saying that's what they did. They they were resting up games. uh, They're resting players and they're resting during games. I mean, they're resting during
3: games is different to resting players over games. They did both. Yeah.
1: is what I'm saying they're, they're two different things
0: um, so they
3: subbed Barlow early in one of their what match was that Were they sub,
0: was it Barlow they subbed after like half time or something real early
2: if it was Barlow games. in the second half of the season it wouldn't surprise me yeah
0: yeah it was it was definitely second half of the season one yeah. of the important games and they actually like addressed it during the media afterwards after the game but, yeah, anyway.
1: Going. Yeah, he, he did fall off this year. Yeah.
2: Barlow probably had two touches and that's why he was subbed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was, was fucking shit off season.
1: Don't that's like what him. I like about Ross because he did that to Subin as well a couple of years ago. He's not scared to um, uh, pull a move like that. Like, you've got the sub there which you don't have anymore. Yeah. Um, and he's going, yeah, you know what, this guy's doing nothing, let's get rid of him. Yeah. And then he'll speak honest about it and yeah. say, and put pressure on that player, you know, yeah. um, in, in the media afterwards. He won't hide behind general soreness or some, Yeah, you know, he's felt yeah. tight in the hammy he's like no he played shit yeah fuck him you got to respect that for a coach
0: yeah and especially even um, giving the you generally have young kids who are going to be or some like from injury is the sub because you're only playing like a quarter maximum usually yeah. and so if you do have the young player there want to give him a crack give him the, the extra quarter to you know have his little initial moment on the field and then get into the game and get into his his habit of how he's going to play in that structure as opposed to having someone you can see failing and then stick with them until the final final quarter and you may as well bring him off at half-time and give Sonals a chance, especially when you're a team like Frio where that one player is going to make the huge difference in the outcome, surely.
1: Um, I'm the best and fairest uh, for Frio, the, the Doig medal. Um, mm. Very interesting that, uh, obviously, the voting's worked different. Um, Fife would have been favourite, but Sandalands took it home, which I think is um, a, a real... Um, I don't know. Uh, vote for consistency.
4: Mm.
2: Yeah. Do, do you guys know how it works? George Doy Medal. No. How they do theirs? Yeah. Because yeah. oh, everyone gets a vote basically. So the players oh, okay. are ranked one to twenty-two going into that game. Yeah. And so yeah, Fife got a lot of like okay. twenty-two votes. Yeah. But consistency over thing over the whole season, Sanderlands was just consistently yeah. getting good ah, okay. as well. So it's yeah. like a ten-point must system. Yeah. Essentially. Essentially, yeah. 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 No, that's basically what it is. Um, yeah. Or a 22-point must. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, b- basically, over the course of a year, Sanderlands was just, w- his consistency took him over the line. If it was a 5 four, 3 2 one or something, yeah. 5 probably would still have killed yeah. Yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of
0: like
1: that.
2: Um, yeah, because yeah. it, it, your best and fairest, I think, is a reflection on role players. Yeah. yeah as yeah. much as it's like, a, like, Groundlow is a midfielder's medal, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. But most best and fairest, like you see a lot of um, key backmen and yep. ruckmen and stuff winning it. Yeah, yeah know, there's so.
1: three or four backmen that won it this year, mm-hmm. and you know, two ruckmen that I can think off the top of my head.
2: Mm-hmm. Like you
0: know. we've always said, is that when we tried to pick um, your three best when we're doing the uh, uh, game reviews, yep. and you're trying to pick your top three, when you're actually watching the match, you forget about your top three and, and yeah. even assessing that at all. It's not to afterwards, you're like, well, oh, all right, so this guy was a good player in general, so what he did he do during yeah. this match? And you sort of work backwards from there. Whereas, if you have to give every person a spot on that list, you, you actually start debating. All right, yeah. so he was here? And, like, you got your general players are around here, and then you start debating that little section. All right, so who was better in this? And I think it's more comprehensive and probably more fair
3: I like it. way to say so, yeah. I think also the major difference is between the Brownlow and the clubs are who's doing the voting. Like, if you're a. Yeah. We were saying how hard it is to pick when you're watching the televised version. But when you're. Yeah on the ground as an umpire and yeah. you're only seeing what's happening between you know six metres around you or between you and the ball Yeah, you're not seeing the guys that are the full back running 50 metres yeah. to cover off three players yeah. and everything so you don't value those players and even as a fan there yeah, yeah but when you're voting on the club you're in the coach's box. You're looking at the whole match. You're seeing every player. You've got the stats on hand up close, yeah, so you right. can make judgment calls on how they're going every quarter, every ten minutes, if you like. And yeah.
1: you know what instructions were given.
3: Exactly. So you know if they're playing a role. Yeah. So one player may not touch the ball his whole fucking match, yeah. but his role might be to run Wasn't with Gary Abbott. To yeah. Right. And yeah. Gary Abbott's only got six possessions, in which case that dude's worth a hundred points. Yeah. Well,
1: Crowley won a best and fairest, I think. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with him, so which yeah. goes to show you, know, a bloke that's a, a tagger and yeah. the best in the business when he was up and about. Yeah. Um, so, uh, who's, who's due for a big season this year from uh, from Frio? Uh, well, last year, obviously, yeah. Santa Lans, Fife and Lockie Neal, I think, were their best three. Um, but who's up for a big one this year?
3: Bennell has to be. Yeah. Um, My pick was Bennell as well. Yeah. That's the one where his upside is so great that anything less than spectacular uh, would be n- not really acceptable.
1: And he has spectacular in him. Oh, shit, yes. There's been a couple of times with Gold Coast where he's kicked you know, bags at six and you know, tore away from packs yeah. to do it.
3: And that's... He has uh, the spectacular in That's in a season where Gary Ablett hasn't been playing so much. So he's not getting quality possession. But with Fife, Neil, uh, all those guys, yeah. he's going to get a lot of possession in space. Yep. Or he won't have to reach behind him to get the ball on the run. It'll be out in front of him, lace out every time. And he'll be able to just fucking sprint like he can. Yeah, I want to see
2: Yaron get a game.
3: A yeah,
1: very good draft pick. Yeah, yeah. yes. So um, does
2: Yaron. Uh, Shane. On? Shane Yaron. Um, yeah. uh, played for Subi the last two years. Done very very well as a lead out chess mark forward. Yeah. What Freo needs is marks inside fifty yeah. for goals. All their goals this year have been from spoils. balls going on the ground. Walters, Ballantyne, whatever yeah. has picked the ball up, snapped goal. Um, not enough to base around. Yeah. Um, yeah enough to win a premiership yeah, yeah. like everyone free fans going to hate me because they, they've heard enough about like all oh, the inability to score but they don't it's the fucking on. truth it yeah, is exactly. the fucking yeah. truth and I'll keep saying it you hate it. facts then... and marks inside 50 is such a they were like in the bottom four yeah, yeah. it yeah. was
0: absolutely woeful and with, with first possession with Sandlands out of the ruck, you've got no yeah. excuse for having a shit inside 50s exactly. we're not the biggest
3: endorsement that is though they've only got five free to wear games next year they're so shitty at scoring and boring to watch the (laughs) AFL's gone fuck that it's not going to rate
1: We just put that on PTV only only in the eastern
3: eastern states though yeah Yeah. but
1: um,
2: but yeah so I'm just just saying if Yaron can go down the forward line and if he can become like a a focal point because he can mark over his head he can mark lead out he's a very talented footballer if he can produce something out of nowhere, take the you know uh, strain off Pavlich, and then you don't have people talking about bloody Hanneth apness and all of that shit being absolutely woeful. Yeah. Then you actually you might be able to start you know scoring some bloody goals. Well, yeah. you, you hope that his
1: state league um, form can trans- transfer over mm. to the AFL, and yeah. he's in the right team for it because he mm. won't be. Um, shouldering a, a massive expectation, yeah. but I mean, if he does get up too, it's a great story mm. as well, which always helps. Through yeah. because you know he, he did his time in prison and that kind of stuff, and he's come out now. He's I think he's got a wife or um, uh, he's shacked up anyway with a couple of kids. Yeah. You know, he's turned his life around, and it shows the the power of football. And now he's got a, an AFL club behind him. Mm. Yeah. He can be everything that we hoped that Dale Garlett would be, mm. yeah, uh, and and wasn't.
0: And I think what a what, uh, key role for him would be is to spread the defense of the opposition. And yep. also, because it seems like one thing the Freer don't struggle in is small forwards that can snap goals or things like that. <laughs> no, exactly. Especially with all coming there. So if you can have one or two key forwards like that around Pavlich when he's leading, and then one or two around um, Yarrow when he's leading, then you seem to maximize sort of the... Um, attention of your the yep. defense. So they have to be able to cover both of these and it's not so one-dimensional and not so easy to drop someone in a hole where Pabs going to go and then you've got other people to come around and cover the loose crummers. You're going to have a two-pronged attack with front and center crummers who can kick goals and it's going to be very hard to contain that if they manage to structure it
1: correctly. Well, that's why Benel's such an interesting pick because we, we know how structured Frio is and how disciplined they are in following their structures. Yeah. Whereas Benel's is a very... F- uh, free-flowing player. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting how he, his role comes in. Do they yeah. give him enough freedom to, to go yeah. and do what comes natural to him?
0: look at Eddie Betts going to the crows and yeah. having that freedom and owning a pocket, which yeah. is very rare mm. in a very um, goal-square-dominated sort of four
3: line where yep. you've got Taylor Walker there. But even a guy like Cyril Rioli, you can't structure him. Yeah,
0: you exactly. just
3: You put him where you hope he can do the most damage and he's talented yeah. enough to do that. Yeah. Like I, say, even, I
0: imagine when Alistair Clarkson has got his little Whiteboard with these magnets on there, like you put Cyril in this general area here, and that's where he goes from the wing down to the forward line, and you know, just anywhere in there, and that's where he's going to float around. There's well, not really a structure where you put Cyril. <laughs> his,
3: very, his magnets just on a string. <laughs> very
1: <laughs> interesting that you mentioned Clarkson as well, because one of the other big moves they've made in the off season is mm. getting David Hale, Brent Guerrero, and Anthony Rock, yeah. all who have done time under Clarkson, yeah. um, over there. So um, I think it was uh, was it Griffin or Clark who've already said. Um, Hale has shown them you know, um, things in just body positioning and marking contests and stuff like yeah. that but it's just they've gone this is amazing which is great
3: he learned it but didn't do it
1: <laughs> yeah. um, he kicked a few goals for us he was good um, he was shit yeah, he's got three premierships um, <laughs> but I mean, the, the point I mean they're not going to rubbish their new um, skills coach yeah. that's come across but it, it's it looks like it's something they've identified that we while we've got to stick to Ross Ross's system, we've got to start looking at some other methods because we haven't got that one prize yeah. and time's running out.
0: Yeah, and I think when they start looking at what it takes to have not just win a premiership but have a successful system, you need people who have been there before and bring that experience on board. Yeah, and obviously the first we're going to poach is Hawthorne because whatever whatever it is they've got it nailed, and they've proven that. And especially when you look at um, Box Hill, how well they've gone. So yeah. even when the Hawks A League aren't going too well, they've got a reserve that's chopping the bit to get there and doing very well on their own right.
1: Well, they've done that too. They've got Sam Collins from uh, Box Hill who's yeah. a bit of a general down back. Yeah. And I think like with McFarlane um, uh, retiring now, yeah. there's somebody who can slot in who's already had a couple of years at State League as, yeah. a, as well. So, you know, they, they haven't gone the, the youth route yet. They've got, you know, some mature age um, State leaguers in there yeah. um, because depth is the other issue that they've had um, and something that they've addressed or attempted to address with that.
0: Yeah, and that's like we're talking where Hawks have those on-field generals. And I think you're getting people who can start to teach people how to have that role
3: on there. Well, you say that. Who would be the most physically intimidating bloke in Frio? I mean, besides Sandlin's, because he's a monster. Pav's nose. (laughs) (laughs) His nose has biceps. Um,
2: Walter's, he's got the tats. He needs Uh, to be a bit bigger, though. Subin is probably the guy you see throwing his weight around the most. Yeah, Um, Underneath Pax, being a little... Yeah. whenever he sees people wrestling on the floor it's Subin yeah. every single fucking time but
3: when Mzungu's in full flight too he does look yeah. like a, yeah. a freight train mm. but there's no uh, no bloke you think who is actually gonna knock people fair on their ass every chance he gets like your you know Lakes Hodge yeah, yeah, yeah
2: bring Troy got... Cook back
1: yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that role used to be Solly yeah. quite clearly <laughs> and you know you know get in trouble for it every now and then but that's that's what you wanted to force it <laughs> for um, but Mzungu was a good name you bring up as well because he felt like he had Flashes of um, uh, form this year that made it look like he was an A-grader, yeah. um, and then sort of disappeared a little bit as well. I actually I'm not like
3: sure. I, I think he's one of those blokes that it's an awesome name to say. It oh, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's one of those guys that um, seem to come to footy late, but um, he he seems to love to play. But like you see him running out, and he he just seems so hungry for the ball. And sometimes his ambitions and his abilities, there's a bit of a differential there, but. Uh, I, I don't mind uh, Mazzucco. I think he's he's a, a decent player for that side.
2: He's, absolutely, he's got absolutely no fear in him. Uh, he's, he's completely dropped off Ross's radar, though. Yeah. He yeah. was playing games against like teams like the Doggies and stuff and like teams that you know Doggies almost got up against them it was against yeah. teams that Ross didn't exactly write yeah. and he spent a lot of time playing for Peel last year yeah. he's still a great player he was still you will never ever ever question um, his effort. loyalty and yeah. his effort but yeah I think um, Ross is moving away from Mzungu a little bit. I, that's, that's how I felt this year, anyway. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, me, I think he could play that enforcer role if you just said, look, you stick on this bloke. He's too he nice. He gets the ball puncher. Yeah, exactly. a
2: him. He's not a cunt. He's yeah. too nice. Like, there are certain players, like, you go, yeah, he's built like a brick shed. He's, and it's not like he's built like Tarzan, Plays like Jane. It's not that at all. Because yeah. he doesn't. He plays like Tarzan. But he's not... Um, Vicious. He's not vicious. He's not going to, you know, be a Campbell Brown. Like, yeah. <laughs> he, he's not, not ever going to be teammates. like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's not, he's not going to be that player. And he's just, he's, some players are just born too nice.
1: See, that's funny because you, uh, you mentioned his loyalty there as well. Um, I think that's, that's something that Frio really nailed. Mm. Um, I was looking at their draftees this year. The, they've had four draftees and only one of them, being Shane Yaron, is from WA. Mm. They're not worried about that go-home factor as much. Um, because I was trying to think, who's the former Frio player for somebody else at the, who are going around at the minute?
2: It's hard to think of one. I would say Trent Crowder, he retired years ago. Yeah, he retired in 2008. <laughs> I'm, I'm, trying, yeah. I'm trying to think of all, like
0: it seems like whenever you ever hear um, the free agency and trade period coming up, you hear the excuse of, I want to go home so often. It's not often that it's not referred to a Western Australian team. Like
1: they want to go
2: home. Yeah, and it's
0: generally the Western Australian players that really want to go home and it's... Biting well, really well for those that's
2: teams. That's what I can think of as Judd. I, I'm not so, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Well, that, well, that was West Coast, obviously. But I'm just yeah. thinking of West Coast, yeah. West, West Australian teams in general. Um, cousins? like Dad's a, Cousins was... a little sharp. bit different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but
1: uh, That's what I mean. They shackled
0: Cam McCarthy to Gita West for well, not to fucking go... Yeah, there you go. go the, across there.
1: I wonder if that's just 12 months in the waiting. Yeah, but, exactly. I mean, there's... It's, it's hard to think of former Fremantle players that are other clubs at the minute yeah. and I'm sure there are there must be mm, yeah, but yeah. I can't think of them so it just shows how good they are at retaining their best 22 yeah. um, which says you know, a lot for the club and that um, they I mean obviously they've been top four the last you know uh, three years uh, yeah. something like that um, and expect them to be there again this year um, so who's on the chopping block for Freo this year and I think this is part of their problem is we've already mentioned some names Pavlich. Ross Lyon Pavlich is—he's not on the chopping block. He's—he's he's having. A, I,
2: don't, I don't think he'll make it the whole year next year.
1: No, he's on a farewell tour. Yeah.
2: You yeah, um, reckon he'll play? Okay.
1: If they got Cam McCarthy, I don't know if he stays. Yeah. Mm.
0: I think if but, he does play the whole year into deep into finals, it's probably not a good thing. I think it's because they're missing someone who can really come in and take his place and sort of fill in the deficiency that he's had. Regards. But
1: there is. I, th- I don't think anybody's with any doubt. 2016 is his last year. Yeah, um, and you're right. How many games does he play? Yeah, if he plays 15, I'd be impressed.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: Um, now the other names we mentioned, uh, guys like uh, Dawson and Barlow, who've sort of fallen out, not in best 22 anymore. Yeah, um, and and Barlow especially, it looks like the the speed of the game's gone past him. Yeah, um, which is sad because you know. Being a uh, mature age recruit, he was um, the, the hottest thing since sliced bread when yeah, he first came in. Was,
2: yeah, until you broke his leg, he was just yeah. playing yeah. amazing. Changed, it. changed and, him so much. And again, like you know,
1: only
0: recognise these players through Supercoach because you're always looking for that bargain, yeah. the mature age. And it was, it was Barlow and Malcheski who were the gun sort of mature age recruits back yeah. in the day. And you saw Malcheski get traded off and went fucking nowhere. And all of a sudden, balls go nowhere. And it seems like it's it's been a mature age, is burning the candle at both ends. Where yeah. you've got rid of that ability to develop in the A leagues, but you seem to hit the ground running when you get there, but you don't last as long.
1: Um, it's also hard with Pavlic because the knock against Fremantle has been scoring, and when you're the key forward, yeah, um, and the heart and soul of that team, yeah, you know, you've you've got to do something.
2: Can someone look up actually how many? Sorry, can someone look up actually how many um, goals? Send, um, sorry, Sanders uh, Pavage kick this year? Because I could not... I don't know. Was it AFL tables? tables. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I don't laughs> While you're doing
3: that, there's only one player running around at the moment oh. who's a former Frio player. Oh, I've done the research. I love it. <laughs> yeah. On the fly. Oh, <laughs> uh, Vivian uh,
1: Mitchy. Mel- yeah. And his um, shit. Yes. He,
3: Mitchy. He's gone from Frio, where he played a total of one game. Oh, so it so still qualifies. Did he only
1: played one game?
3: Yeah. I thought he played more. No, yeah. he was on the list for 2011-2012. Didn't get a Guernsey. And 2013, played one game. For a total of seven kicks, six handballs. Not a bad return in an opening game. Um, Then got traded to Melbourne because if you're a midfielder trying to get into Frio, uh, a total of 13 possessions isn't going to do it. But, um, yeah, he just, uh, he's the only one. Otherwise, they've all (laughs) traded draft picks out and players in.
1: See, that's what I mean. They've retained them all. Um, Yeah,
3: although they did trade for Gumbleton and he was fucked when they got him.
1: Yeah, that was unlucky yeah um, he just never got his body so what was the win. question
3: again how many goals is Pavlich
2: yeah yeah think about Gumbledon. oh I've got blokes who um, grew up playing um, in the Peel League and Gumbledon was talked about like he was the next carry like he was just oh
3: a talented player god and he just um, never got in the park yeah in 2015 uh, 40 goals was what uh, Pav got
2: so 40 goals this year
3: yeah so that's not a bad return. It's not a bad return. Down from but, 46 before and a career high of 69.
2: But,
1: I mean, you've, so you've got no players over 50 and you finish top of the ladder. Yeah, that's weird. It, it, it is weird. But, I mean, they've always been a defensive side. You know, Ross Lyon, it's what he's known for.
3: Boring is what they're known for. But um, Some people would
1: say that. Yeah. Um, and Ross is the other person I put on the chopping block because I, I think, like, how many years do you almost get there before you just go, you know what?
3: And sometimes that's all that's necessary because you've looked at... Uh, the first year coaches who've got flags, or you know, first or second years, uh, guys like you know Scott, uh, even Malcolm Blight back in the day, they've come in and built on what uh, another coach has done, and then have been able to just make it click somehow. And sometimes right. it's just that change of coach, uh, the change of the face of the team, that can have that effect.
1: There's no doubt he's been good for Fremantle. Oh, shit, yes, because uh, they were mediocre. Um, Mediocre was, was good. It uh, was an improvement for them. Um, they were mediocre under Harvey, and then Ross Lyon turned them into a threat in, almost immediately.
3: As a list manager, he has been spectacular.
1: And you can say Ross is unlucky not to have a premiership, but uh, you know, th- th- there, is, there is no uh, unlucky doesn't count. Um, no, there's
3: no lucky. You don't get a premiership via luck. No. You have to earn it.
1: Um, so I've put him on the chopping block as well. Um, and one I'll throw out there, uh, Ballantyne. Um, because there, there are more goal kickers now um, at, uh, at Frio. And they've got uh, Burnell in, who's an attacking option. Um, and like we said, Shane Young's going to be an option. Um,
3: well, that's the big we, name you mentioned there, Burnell. He does everything Ballantyne does, plus 10 more percent, including drugs.
1: <laughs> I don't know, about 10. <laughs> um, so I... I He's still a big contributor, um, but it is going to be interesting to see how uh, the team structure changes this year. Um, Because they don't need a major tweak, but they do need to tweak something. I think
2: the reason why... or it's not about... The forward structure has got enough issues as it is. I'd I, I about to say why it works so well and doesn't work that well, but the reason why the four, the small forwards do work quite well is when Ballantyne is playing. I there's not many players in the in the league with a work rate like Ballantyne does. Absolutely, and it's it's hard to see for a lot of people when you when On you're TV. not at the games. But yeah. like, I've never seen him. Pull out of a contest, even if it means giving away a free kick. It's it's in the mind for the next contest later on.
3: See, big call I'm going to make, uh, Ballantyne to coach next year. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Ross Lyon will be out, Ballantyne in the box, which is going to be funny because he's going to need a phone book to sit on so he can see the match. But uh, I think he'd make a great coach. I think the team that plays against him... (laughs) Unless it's a a Mighty Ducks thing.
0: (laughs) He's he's going to do... You know, public service or something for six months.
2: i will throw out crazy ideas. Ross line out in two years, Stevie Johnson in. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad call, That'd goal, be
1: actually. fantastic, too, because mm. the... Uh, geez, the Freo uh, hates Stevie J. <laughs> yeah. And we all know that Stevie J wants to be a coach. I'd,
0: yeah. say,
3: I'd love to see the Stevie J presses too. They'd be fucking hilarious. And if he had his own little
0: state there that he could run, that'd be amazing.
3: I can imagine him with a crown. He, he'd make up his own fucking... Or his WWE belt sort of a, thing. he crown made grab. out of sunscreen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Gary Ablett's old hair. I think he'd rock up
0: in uniform just in case he can get on.
1: So, Freo this year, um, minor premiers, 17 wins. Where you see him finishing next year? Where do right. I see mm. Yep. Yep.
3: Um, well, I, I don't see them dropping off that much. I think they might drop off slightly and finish third. Um, but uh, I think that's just going to be because they're they're not going to accept anything less than a flag. So they're going to try and maybe try some new tactics, especially against Hawthorne. And the one game they play at the G, they're going to be absolutely trying everything they can to get used to the ground. See, for me, his thing is I picked him as third, but
0: again, I'm still not entirely comfortable keeping him there because I can you can see where they need to improve. I just don't see how they improve it. If that makes sense. I don't see how they get over...
3: Just, I don't see them going backwards, but I don't see them going forwards enough to say they'd comfortably hold Hawthorne. But
0: I think their strategy got found out this year, and I don't see how they've really got a strong enough plan B that's going to get them across the likes of the competition they're going to come up against, yeah. like Hawthorne and Sydney and even Geelong, with getting Dangerfield, and they're going to be a bit of a dark as well. But I don't see them... I see them doing well but I don't see them having that sort of X factor that gets over the problems that they've obviously faced for the last couple of years okay.
1: I've gone down the, the same um, thought pattern you had but I came to the opposite conclusion <laughs> yeah. um, that I thought that Benel is that X factor yeah. I, I think if Benel clicks and shows his skill like he should I, I think 17 wins is the minimum for them I, I, they've got a nice draw I reckon they can get 18 wins and still finish first. See,
0: I don't think the small forward who kills it is what they're missing. I'm thinking it's they're missing... small. S- no, it's the X-Factor I, to. I, well, I how do it agree weigh,
3: in it, that... He um, doesn't weigh much. Mm. The thing that Freo lack is the ability to change it up. So that's just, not what I said. I didn't finish that sentence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think for backline. Send off backline across there. They need someone who's an enforcer like a Hodge across yeah. there. Okay. Go
3: oh, on. yeah. go. What I was going to say, they don't have the ability to mix it up. Like A, a team like Hawthorne, West Coast, yeah, they'll really. absorb your punishment for maybe 10 minutes of a the quarter. Yeah. They go, All right, lads, now it's our turn. And they'll just fucking turn it on and kick five, ten goals yeah. at a crack. And Fremantle can't score quickly. Now, that's been established for quite some time. But they also can't change momentum quickly. Well, well that was their whole strategy
0: it until Richmond found him out, wasn't it? At the start of the year, was they turn it over and then score quickly, going down the middle, until they had to lead out from the forward line and they got found out. Oh,
1: they got found out when, I mean, they still won a lot of games when, you know, Fife yeah. got injured. And that didn't help. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and that was the other thing I think it was a, it would have been hard to impossible to leave Fife out of that prelim final. Oh, I don't know where you can do but that. But he was limping in the first. Yeah. But he was still, he was one of their best players. He had a players. broken leg.
3: Yeah. 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 And, and that on leg was leg. targeted. <laughs> on one leg, he's still a, a top player. It's like the, the Gary Ablett and the Fife and all those guys that are out and out superstars even limping, they're probably better than the next guy coming in. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. But well, yeah.
1: And and depth is one of their issues, but they've got players this year, I think, who are playing for their careers and somebody coaching for their career um, that I think that their uh, 23rd to 25th players now are not as much a liability as they used to be. Yeah. Sam, where well, you got them?
2: Well, with that draw, um, with Yaron and uh, Benno coming in, who I think are huge ins, um, Roscoe will change up the tactics again like he always does yeah. and he'll come out and they'll probably be very strong at the start of the year like they normally are. I still have them in the top four comfortably. I can think think I can make top two, to be honest. So
0: it's everyone in the top four. Yeah, yeah. everyone in top four. It'd gutsy man to put them out of the top four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially the advantage uh, you have playing over. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Um, when you've got two strong teams in West Coast and Fremantle, it's yep. never a happy trip going over there for any team.
1: Again, derbies next year are going to be a fucking yeah. bottlers.
0: Yeah, and that's the, even the derbies in Victoria were huge events. Like I remember being really excited for the derby happening, yeah. just because it's two good teams going Shame at it. Shame
2: about the first quarters.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: Above Borefest. Yeah, so <laughs> a great build up for the whole week. But...
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So still uh, big things for Frio. We still expect them to go deep. Um, yep. Into the final, so it's uh, it's good times, but it, it might be their last roll of the dice. Yeah, um, especially for Pav, it yeah. is it yeah. is his last roll yeah. of yeah. the yeah.
3: dice. Having said that, we've uh, proven ourselves to be rather inconsistent experts. So they could fucking <laughs> they could finish wooden spoon or flag, and we'd probably still have nothing intelligent to say about it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, why change it?
3: Yeah. <laughs> so I still haven't understood how I won
0: the tipping competition. <laughs> I was kind of as a point of pride that I was that shit at getting anything right <laughs> like you get streaks of being really good at something but it's almost a skill unto itself to not pick anything right for a streak you well know, if was, you can get a
3: zero round that's actually just as hard as a, a full
0: card well, round well I was going the whole year I felt I was going really good for not picking anything and actually trying so yeah I'm a bit disappointed that I didn't do as shit as I thought
1: alright well that'll do for our Freo Primer for 2016
0: yep Yeah. good luck guys peace